0: Hello, this is Reverend Mary Ellen and I thank you for tuning in to this particular podcast which really is centered around the idea of love being the answer to whatever question we might have. So, Jesus was asked, uh, according to the 12th chapter of Mark, a question about what's the most important uh, commandment and he said the first commandment is hear O Israel the Lord your God is one and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and might and the second is like to it you must love your neighbor as yourself there is no greater no other commandment greater than these there is no greater commandment, no greater thing than this. I'm going to think about his answer in, uh, in the affirmation of, or reaffirmation, of love being the answer to whatever question we have. So, really, the foundation is Oneness. We note the beginning of, of uh, the words of Jesus. The Lord, our God is one. So that's that's really the foundation for the answer, and for our lives. It's it's the not only the foundation for the subject of love, but it's the foundation for the expression of love in our lives. Said another way. Life is based on oneness. And so to know the one is the starting point for love in our lives. You must love. In effect, that's what Jesus is saying. Now, there might be a thought for some people. Well, that was easy for him to say because things were different then, than they are now. Actually, we're dealing with pretty much the same kind of things. Different faces, different places. But there was then, as there is now in our lives, violence, political strife, corruption, wars, rumors of wars, injustice, etc. So, for Jesus to teach you must love, well, I can understand that for many. It's like, what the what? That's just crazy. But let's look at this from another way. Oneness is the foundation. And love is not only the truth about the nature of God, but it is the truth about your nature and about my nature. So love is something we are, not a something that can be given or taken away, not a commodity to be bought or sold, not something to put on or take off, but it is the truth of our nature. Unity defines love as the pure essence of being that binds together the whole human family. It's the power that joins and binds in divine harmony the universe and everything in it. Divine love is impersonal. It loves for the sake of loving. It's not concerned with what or who it loves, nor with a return of love. So, in other words, love is principle. And like all principles, it does not change it does not vary or waver and it is and I love this thought of it it's like the spiritual glue only in our case it's invisible the invisible spiritual glue that keeps all life together it's the cohesive power of life so now where do we start with love well we said it's the foundation but incorporated in Jesus answer about what the most important thing was first thing is knowing the foundation is God and then he spoke about loving others as we love ourselves now think about loving yourself See, that's something that's hard for many of us for a variety of reasons. Um, and it's often misunderstood. I've heard people equate loving oneself with narcissism, you know, being self-centered or lacking in compassion for other people. But what I am coming to realize, I can't say I have come to realize it because I'm a work in progress like everybody else. But when I am Coming to realize is that loving oneself is is about kindness and and appreciation and acknowledgement of our value as a part of the wholeness of life. Loving ourselves includes forgiving ourselves. For the times that we fell flat, didn't keep our, our... Promises and times we messed up, and times we didn't live up to what we know is our highest and best. And loving ourselves, I believe, is not giving up on ourselves. So, if this is an issue for you, as it is for many of us, just hear my words. You are not damaged goods. You are not worthless. You are not a failure. You're not a waste of space. You're not just taking up space that should be taken up by somebody else. You're not a lost cause. You're not any of those things, you see. You are love in expression. Love is your true nature. Not not worthlessness, that's not your true nature, love is your true nature, and my true nature, and so blessing our bodies taking care of our bodies is important too, that's part of love, you know not mistreating our bodies but taking care of our bodies loving ourselves includes appreciating our bodies, you know you think about all the different parts of your body that that are working wonderfully well. Sometimes we tend to focus on the the one thing that isn't working. And we forget about all of the other things that are working perfectly. Take time to appreciate the things that are working great. Bless your body. Appreciate your body. You may remember uh years ago we heard a lot more about uh, Dr. Emoto's experiments with uh, water molecules and and it uh, proved I guess you would say that sound, especially the spoken word, affects water molecules now that sounds kind of like, oh okay you know that's something scientific or whatever but what he was pointing out was that because our bodies are composed mostly of water they're affected by thoughts and words. Does that make sense? I think it does. And so what we think and say directly impacts our physical bodies. Words and thoughts of love and appreciation make a difference. So If you have a question about healing, there's your answer. Love is your answer. Stop trash-talking your body. Appreciate it. Send love to it. Send thankfulness for its good service. Love others. Jesus incorporated that in the answer. Once upon a time I I remember seeing a church sign. And it said. Love your neighbor as you do your cell phone. That's kind of uh, humorous in a way. But a lot of people do. Love their cell phone amazingly. According to Matthew 5th chapter. Jesus said. You've heard it said. To love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you. To love your enemy. And pray for those who persecute you. Many thoughts and feelings come up around this particular subject. And many times it's, it's a struggle to even think about applying this teaching. Especially when there's violence and persecution and senseless stuff going on. But I think surely Jesus knew that judgment and anger and even revenge would be more understandable in certain circumstances but if we notice we see here that he didn't have any exclusions in this teaching why? I think it was because he knew thoughts are things and they take up space in our consciousness so thoughts of judgment Angry thoughts, vengeful thoughts, unforgiving kinds of thoughts, are not going to improve our lives. That's really what it comes down to. It's not going to make life better for us. Now, sometimes we think the other person uh, doesn't deserve our forgiveness or, or you know, letting them off the hook or whatever. But the truth is, it, it, it doesn't affect them as much as it affects us and that's sometimes a hard as they say pill to swallow but it is important and if you have someone that you uh, have a particular challenge with right now and it could be somebody up close and personal or it could be somebody that you actually don't know personally it's someone that you've heard about Uh, read about uh, seen newsreels about or whatever there's a wonderful little technique that I have found is just amazing and that uh, in in Catherine Ponder's book The uh, Prospering Power of Love she talks about writing a letter to the angel of the other person that's not a letter that we mail. Not a letter for anybody else to see. It's just for us. And we write a letter to the angel of the person. Now that takes our thoughts up to another level, a higher level, a level beyond someone's actions and 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 so on. But to a level of acknowledging that they do have a higher self or they do have an angel nature or an angel presence or whatever however you want to think of it and so writing and in a sense uh, giving thanks uh, that this higher self of them is expressing and, and just acknowledging it it's not any magic words to say but it's just acknowledging it And that is pretty amazing. If you haven't ever done anything quite like that, I encourage you to do so. What if your question has to do with paying the bills, uh, your prosperity, your success? I want to share a few things that uh, come from the teachings of Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, and, and they've impacted my life greatly. But in the book, Prosperity, he says this, Tell me what kind of thoughts you are holding about yourself and your neighbors, and I can tell you what you may expect in the way of health, finances, and harmony in your home. You cannot love and trust in God if you hate and distrust men. The two, love and hate, trust and mistrust, simply cannot both be present in your mind at one time stop and think about that think about those words in other words you can't have both at the same time you're either doing one or the other he said everything is God's substance so don't think of money as filthy lucre and don't suspect people who are prosperous It is God's substance in manifest form. It has no mind of its own. We give it direction, whether that's positive or negative. Now think about that. There is no such thing as filthy lucre. You know, money doesn't have a mind of its own. We're the ones that give it direction. And whether we give it a positive direction or a negative direction. It really isn't money's fault, as it were. So, a good reminder here. Pay your bills with love in your heart. Don't make someone you owe wait for for your money. What is that but resistance, right? And all resistance blocks the flow of our good. Does that make sense? Uh, to me it it makes amazing sense and it's something that I've practiced for many years as soon as a bill comes in if I have the amount in my checkbook I write the check right away I pay it right away because I feel that if I don't I'm holding on to kind of like a a resentment or something that that will close off my good Charles Fillmore also said don't speak negative or derogatory words about your home or your furnishings He and, and I loved this and it stayed with me for years ever since I first read the words even the walls have ears in your home and you know that for a fact you know you can put a smile on your face and you don't you may not understand how someone who walks into your home and there you are smiling and all put together and they feel something else why? because even the walls have ears and soak up the energy you know and so we can have a a, a, the outer facade may look all put together but if our walls in our home have soaked up the energy of negativity. Guess what? That's what others feel, and, and we continue feeling that too. So, praise and bless your home. Don't talk about it, don't trash talk it, you know? It, it's it's your, your place of safety and so on. So, think about that. Bless your home. Bless your furnishings. Bless the shelter that you have at this moment. Give and it shall be given to you. is a statement of principle. Giving and receiving are two parts of one activity. And our giving should be done with a willing mind and heart. And when we give... A, a, a gift, let's say, to an organization, a church, uh, uh, some, a charity, uh, some, something that you believe in. We should not withhold the amount because we feel like it's just too small to give. It's not about the amount. It's about giving it freely with a willing mind and heart. And giving it in love. When you give don't try to figure out how the good is going to return to you. We say giving and receiving are two sides of one coin. So don't don't try to figure out how your good is going to come back to you. You give it it's not going to come back probably through the same place that you gave it. That's that's not logical. Just know that the law is working and your own will return to you and it cannot escape it will come through can come through unexpected channels. so we've touched here on health and well-being we've talked about our worthiness we've talked about prosperity and we talked about the home. And a final thing I want to uh, touch on here has to do with um, uh, uh, peace. And you know, we we all want peace in our lives. We want peace in the world. But here's the thing. I guess I'll say this is a good news and maybe you might think of it as the bad news we don't find peace outside of ourselves you know peace cannot be forced on us or anyone else so regardless of what happens in the world around us the only peace we are ever experiencing is the peace within ourselves does that make sense you know love is the creative principle That brings everything into alignment. But the alignment starts within ourselves. Peace is a cause, not an effect. You know, so often we think if someone would stop acting in the way they're acting. Or if someone would just stop uh, hating another culture or people or whatever. Then we would have peace. No. Peace is begins within our own selves and it's a cause not an effect. We've probably heard this said many times but when we see people acting out whether it's an individual or a group of people uh, a, a culture whatever hurt people hurt other people hurt people hurt other people And that's just how it works. You know, uh, we always are coming from our own level of understanding. And unforgiveness in us is an obstacle to our peace. You know, without forgiveness, we can't have peace. So think about or relook any grievances or judgments that you're having. You know, the truth is we already have everything we need to experience peace in our lives. Think about that. We already have everything we need to experience peace within our own lives. So, the question is, what am I willing to do to create peace for myself? For my own experience, my own uh, life, there's a there's an old story. You've probably heard this many times, but it has a great reminder. And um, it's a story about a grandfather telling his grandson about a battle that's going on inside of him and he said it's like there are two wolves in me one is a bad one and he's all about hate and revenge and the other is a good one he is about love and forgiveness and the grandson asked which one is going to win and the grandfather said the one I feed so the question for us today is which will win in our minds and hearts the hate and the revenge the unforgiveness the, the judgmental stuff judgmental stuff or the love the forgiveness the, the desire for understanding and how we feed it will be with our thoughts and our words and the story that we keep telling. So, I want to just leave you with that thought that regardless of what we hear about that's taking place, whether it's in our own little circle our community or in our country or the world, think about this think about how how we can move to not feeding the hate and the revenge and the judgmentalness and how we can feed the one with our thoughts and words that have to have to do with the peace and love and forgiveness it's hard it is hard, but the sooner we can move to love and forgiveness. You know, when we're reading something, uh, seeing uh, videotapes of stuff and so on, the quicker we can move to love and forgiveness, the quicker we will have uh, a peace in our lives. It's not a a choice that's just for one time, but it's, it's over and over. And if we don't do it over and over, we stay trapped in the negativity. Now, it doesn't mean that we condone or approve of the actions of others. No. But we want to come from our center and then... If there's any action that we are guided to take or inspired to take, then we follow through. But we do it with the sense of love in our heart. I remember, and I'll close with this, something that Mr. Rogers, didn't he make an impact on so many of our lives? Mr. Rogers said that his mother told him whenever there's things happening <coughs> to look for the helpers look for the helpers give thanks for the people who are helping behind the scenes the, the emergency people, the people are, who are there to help with counseling or therapy or Binding the wounds or or whatever it is they're doing. Putting out the fires. Uh, you know, look for the helpers. Look beyond the particular happening. And see that there is still good that's going on. I sometimes have to get to the point where... I may feel like there's so many things that I cannot depend on but I remind myself the sun is still shining, gravity is still working, and love is the reality in my life and in life, the totality of life. So I encourage you, move to love as quickly as you can. But whatever the question, love is the answer. It really is. It's just remembering that. So, God bless you. Love is the foundation of your being. Love is the foundation of life. Love God. Love your neighbor as yourself, as Jesus said. I don't think there's a better answer for any question that any of us has. Thanks for being with us. Blessings until next time. Bye for now.